Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I am Johnny Nye, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. We are breaking down a 7-2 White Sox winner, another home run parade for the Southsiders tonight. Before we get into any of that, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sportsnet and at Sox on Tap. So, Tony, how you doing tonight, my man, after this White Sox winner? Johnny, feeling good, feeling great. Uh, White Sox offense exploded tonight. You can't argue with putting up seven runs on the board, Johnny. All of those coming via the long ball. We know home runs are cool and tough. Johnny, I'm feeling great. I hope you're feeling as great as I am. Yeah, I'm feeling great too, Tone. Uh, like you, you said it, home runs are cool and tough. Winning's cool and tough. That's Sox and Tap rule number one. Uh, they got the dub tonight against a team that they absolutely should have, against a pitcher that they've rocked in the past. And I see him get out and rock him early again today. Um, so, uh, like you'd mentioned, uh, home runs, there were six of them uh, tonight in this game. Two for Tim Anderson, two for uh, Eloy Jimenez. Um, we'll, we'll get into that uh, a little bit more about um, before the actual um, – Breakdown of the game here, uh, just a little bit of news tidbits that we got. Um, Yasmani Grandal exited today's game early uh, with some lower back stiffness. That was after uh, fielding a ball and making the play at first. Um, he exited. James McCann came in to replace him. Grandal is day-to-day as of right now. And then the other news uh, that broke this morning is that the Tigers are calling up uh, top pitching prospects Tariq Skubal and Casey Mize. Those guys will start Skubal on Tuesday and Mize on Wednesday. So we'll get into Skubal a little bit um, when we preview Tuesday's game here. But uh, back back to the show uh, on the field tonight, Tone. Um, you know, initial thoughts here. Obviously, it's got to be the six home runs, but I don't think that should overshadow um, how well Gio Gonzalez pitched. Hey, Johnny. Uh, anytime you start the game off with back-to-back home runs, Tim Anderson, Yon Moncada, and this is right off the heels of a back-to-back-to-back-to-back uh, showing that we had last night. The ability to hit the long ball in today's baseball game is very understated. Um, I am a baseball traditionalist, and I do like when teams can manufacture runs, but if you're not able to do that, hitting the long ball is the surefire way to score runs. I mean, like, let, let's just think about that for a second. You can hit the ball out of the ballpark. You score a run. Sox did that. They jumped off early. They were able to give Gio Gonzalez something to work with in the top of the second inning, and that's all he needed. Um, We talk about being opportunistic, Johnny. This was opportunistic for the White Sox to score some runs early in this ballgame. You put up three in the first two. That's a good sign. That's a recipe for success. You want to start cooking? Here we go. That's my initial thoughts. I think it's cool and tough to jump out to the early lead. That's what the White Sox did. They've had trouble at home. They were able to put the ball out of the ballpark. What more can you ask for? Yeah, no, you can't really ask for much more. Uh, Buzz and I talked about it uh, on yesterday's show. Um, But but for this one, you know, um, just that confidence that it gives you. And uh, Tim Anderson's swag, um, obviously the numbers are great for him, but uh, I think it's just, you know, it can't be understated uh, how important he is at the top of the lineup there. Um, Like I mentioned, he he went deep twice. Uh, First one, um, grabbing the ball by the horns uh, right off the bat, uh, 
you know, leadoff home run against Boyd and then uh, Moncada from the right side. I, I was happy to see that because, you know, a lot of the power comes from the left side, but turned around facing uh, lefty tonight um, and he went oppo with it. So uh, the, that was nice to see um, in the first inning. And then, um, it, you know, it, it continued. Um, it, it wasn't just a one and done showing because I feel like we've seen that too. Um, maybe not all that much this year, but in years past, it could be an early surgence of runs and then uh, it's quiet for the rest of the game and you're dealing with what you got early, but uh, that wasn't the case tonight uh, runs. in, like you'd mentioned the first second uh, and then two more in the sixth, two more in the eighth. So uh, good to see across the board from the white Sox there. But one thing I was getting there, um, like I'd mentioned with Gio Gonzalez, uh, four and two thirds innings tonight. So he uh, did not go the distance for the win. Um, you know, it came up short just like he did in Detroit uh, last week, but uh, only six hits allowed, two earned runs, uh, two walks, 10 strikeouts. That's huge to get that from him. Hey, Gio Gonzalez and calling the offseason was what you were saying <laughs> at one point here. Now it sounds um, like a good thing, right? <laughs> now it sounds like a great thing, man. Uh, did, did you did it, you yeah. did did you expect this kind of outing from Gio Gonzalez this year? I, I know I he didn't make I know I know he didn't make it as far as we would want him to, but very impressive stuff. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I would have tabbed him for too many uh, double-digit strikeout games, Tony. But uh, I, I think he had the you know the ability to be effective uh, for sure. Uh, but I guess with more of the you know, looking like a wipeout pitcher uh, with the breaking stuff. It was on tonight, uh, and that's the difference between, um, you know, grinding through a start and co- kind of coasting through a start. Um, and he was able to do that just with uh, how, how he was locating and getting guys to chase uh, low in the zone uh, when he when he throws that curveball in there. So uh, and I, and I see from Gio Gonzalez and then Penn uh, continues to be locked down. I know everybody got a little worried about Steve Ciszek, uh and his 130 to get, give up the one hit, but um, did, did not get touched for anything. And then uh, Hoyer, Birdie, Marshall Ruiz uh, locking this thing down. No problem. The bullpen, Johnny, has been very phenomenal for the White Sox, especially when they have a lead. Um, the one guy, though, that I had a little bit of a question mark in this game was Evan Marshall, and I think this was a big game for him uh, getting back on the right track there. Um, gets through that full inning, unscathed completely, strikes out one. How important to you is it to have Evan Marshall as that seventh, eighth inning guy, especially in games like this. I think it's extremely important, and he proved that he can be that guy last year. Um, you know, he, he had a, every guy in the bullpen. I think that they're, you're bound to have a, a game where he, they get to you a little bit, uh, and that happened previously for Marshall, if we're talking about uh, some of his last couple of outings. But like you said, the bounce back there, uh, definitely big for him, and um, you know, just showing that he can be uh, that consistent force that he was last year, and it wasn't just a one-and-done thing. I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. I love that. I want Evan Marshall to be that guy, but I'm also going to flip the flip the focus a little bit right here to how well Cody Hoyer has been so far out of the pen for the White Sox. I think that's a, a phenomenal find. And then also, you had Zach Birdie come in today and throw the most dominant inning that he's thrown in Major League Baseball so far. Another big confidence boost. You can get guys that can go five through nine out of this bullpen when you're talking about Zach Birdie, Cody Hoyer, Evan Marshall, Aaron Bummer, Alex Colome. 
that's a huge strength for this White Sox team. You can turn the game over in the fifth or sixth inning and have some solid options out of the bullpen. That's not something that most teams can do, Johnny. Mm -hmm. We know how important it is for the bullpen to be on. I really, really, really liked what I saw from these guys tonight. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, It's just a confidence thing, too, then when you turn it over. It's not like, oh, in years past where things are starting to get dicey outside of the couple guys that you trust. you got a committee of them, and I think that's the biggest thing for this team, uh, doing it by committee. You're telling me you don't want... Juan Manaya and Thiago Vieira in, in <laughs> yeah, the ninth and, uh, inning here in the seventh. Yenmar Gomez. Yenmar Gomez. There you go. Yeah, there's another there's, one. Yeah. The yeah. names just the names just keep going here. I think it's really, really awesome that the White Sox have so many options. Granted, Johnny, they're not gonna be on every single night. We're gonna get yeah. some some Jimmy Cordero and Jimmy Cordero's another name here. That guy's been excellent out of the bullpen. Um yeah, but you're not going to get all these game, guys yeah. on in one night all the yeah. time like we did today. Yeah, and I think that's something to keep in mind for White Sox fans. It's easy to go and, uh, you know, hit the freak out button, especially uh, if, if you're in a close ball game. Um, and some of those guys do end up letting up runs. It's not going to be, you know, uh, picture perfect every time. But I think they've shown for the most part, though, uh, just with the you know, uh, success that they've had so far in the season that, that they are uh, on the overall a reliable bunch. So um, definitely like what I saw from the bullpen. But uh, getting back into the bats uh, a little bit here, Tony, um, Luis Robert is such a freak of nature. Uh, his second home run uh, of the night, 115.5 miles an hour off the bat, absolutely smoked a hanging slider. Um, and this is what I've been asking for a guy to come up and rake immediately and he's doing it and I could not be happier. Get this guy out of the seventh spot. That's all I have to say. Luis Robert might be the most prolific bat that we've seen in a white Sox uniform since Frank Thomas dude can just absolutely mash. He can do everything on the ball field. He can play defense to a stellar enough rate that he can run into left field and steal balls (laughs) from Eloy Jimenez. Luis Robert is the guy that we've been waiting for, Johnny. We've been waiting for that guy who's going to go above and beyond in everything he ever fucking does. And that's Mm -hmm. Luis Robert. Yep. I, I just, I'm amazed at what we've seen from him on both the defensive side and the offensive side. First multi-career home run game. There was a, a, a tweet, I believe it was from Chris Kampka, how uh, Tim Anderson's leadoff home run um, t- like puts him in second place in White Sox history for leadoff home runs. F- fuck, man. Luis Robert can probably break the record of eight in one year if you give him the fucking <laughs> chance to in a full I'm season. Sure- I'm sure he will down the line, but for right now, uh, I think you're, you're going to stick with Timmy, and I think it's hard to um, get stray from that at this point. But, yeah, I agree that, you know, Robert uh, could be moved, bumped up in this order. Um, but as for right now, until Timmy gets colder, if he has an injury again, uh, I think you're not seeing Luis Robert in the leadoff spot. But, yeah, definitely down the line. I mean, he, he's got he's going to be a leadoff guy at some point. And I think, like you said, he could probably share that record in a couple months uh, yeah. when he's doing it full time. Uh, no, no doubt in my mind there. Um, just freak athlete. He's like just one last guy on 
Luis Robert. Uh, you know, we read a lot about prospects and we've had to uh, during the rebuild and, and all the profiles from various sources, you know, MLB pipeline, one of the biggest ones, but the, the biggest thing that always comes up is five tool and you're really seeing it in action. I just think it's fucking great. It's awesome. I love it. I love it too. And I, I have to roll the R here. Yes. I have to. Because this performance was worthy of the R roll for Luis Robert right there. Oh, yeah. Just fucking amazing baseball player. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen him make like, like just some ridiculous plays in center field. I mean, I said this the other day to you, I think. Mitch Trubisky for the Bears is missing Luis Robert. <laughs> as his wide receiver jesus yeah. christ man this guy is just a freak of nature you said it he's a freak athlete the Sox are so lucky to have him patrolling center field because man if there is a talent on this team right now that can excel themselves past anything else that we've seen on the south side in a long time i feel like it's this guy you've got yon mancada you've got eli jimenez both those guys are very prolific bats they can hit the ball out of the ballpark and any at bat. But Luis Robert is the complete baseball player mm-hmm. the White Sox have. Yeah, and I Everything. think... I think there's some, you know, obviously it's so damn early in his career, man. We're talking about, you know, this is a shortened season already, and we're we're not even, you know, uh, really like halfway through it here. Um, we're approaching that, but you know, um, just one thing to keep in mind. It's like, yeah, uh, you hit the two home runs today. You also struck out um, a couple of times, but uh, this this isn't to be negative, Nani. Here, this is actually pointing out a positive about Luis Robert. Is that he's able to adjust uh, fr- from those strikeouts in game. I think that's the biggest thing. It doesn't take a go and watch the whole film session. Um, to, you know, go and readjust a swing in the cage or whatever. Uh, it's at bat to at bat. He's able to make these adjustments and then take advantage when pitchers leave one like that second home run today. Um, obviously, you know, hanging uh, out in front of him, but he he made it hurt. Uh, it, you know, as a hawk, a hawkism there. Uh, who is it? Funkhauser hung it. Robert hurt it. That's what happened. So hey, excellent. You're to gonna see. have a bad time when you hang anything. <laughs> yeah. Robert. You are going to have you are going to have a bad time. You got to you know keep the South Park references going um, on this show. Um, but uh, we've talked a lot about Luis Robert, um, as I'd mentioned. Yohan Moncada hitting one from the right side. Tim Anderson can't be overstated either. Uh, two home run performance from him. Uh, straw that stirs the drink. Uh, that was the title of one of our past episodes. Uh, you know, uh, definitely seeing that uh, with, with his OPS through the roof. And Tony, you and me aren't really like dialed into this. What we say before the show, though, uh, just looking at OPSs up and down. The lineups when you have four digits in there instead of three it's pretty damn good and yeah. tim anderson now at a 1.054 ops which is it looks like, cool and tough excellent. when you've yeah, got four digits and anything right there on a baseball yeah. scoreboard or uh stat maybe, line maybe not ERA, four digits but... <laughs> four digits is like maybe not strikeouts yeah <laughs> um but tim anderson um you know coming off of the the batting title and then getting injured early on, he has really kind of just quietly continued hitting the baseball nonstop. Yeah, and it, you look at you look at tonight. He he uh, he had two hits, two home runs, um, but just on any given night, having him in the lineup, yeah. man, 
you you just know he is out there for blood and i i really feel like this team needs him to be doing that yeah I mean, obviously the production there, but I, I think uh, beyond that, like I'd say, no, kind just of the, the, heart, attitude. the heart and soul. Yeah, it's the attitude. Yeah, winning that. is cool and tough. He embodies socks on tap rule number one. Winning yes, he is does. Cool and tough. Yeah, he, he he definitely does, uh, and it's excellent to see. And I, I just want him to stay healthy <laughs> now. I think that's the biggest thing because uh, you'll see a drop off, and you'll see some cold games uh, uh, from the offense when he's not in this lineup. So. Um, you know, other than that, I see uh, Danny Mendick uh, get a poke. Uh, it was probably the most Danny Mendick home run he could get. Uh, reminded me of his one that he hit last year in September down the wire of the season. I think very last game of the year uh, is when he hit it. But, um, you know, uh, as a replacement with Nick Madrigal still out. And there was, that was also another news update today. Uh, Madrigal is participating in pretty much full baseball activities, and they hope to get him back before the end of the month. But uh, in the absence, so you want to have guys that are performing, and Dan- Danny Menick's doing that. Uh, he's had some multi-hit performances, even in games where um, the the White Sox offense has been cold. Otherwise, um, I think think back to Saturday's doubleheader. I think he was one of the only ones uh, getting it done, and, and then there were probably a couple other instances. But then uh, showing off a little bit of the pop tonight. Uh, nice to see him. I uh, contribute as well when you when you can get it one one through nine. Um, you know, only guys to not have a hit tonight um, were Grandal, McCann. You know, obviously McCann only had one at bat though. Um, Grandal was over two, and then um, Ryan Goins didn't have an at bat. He was a pinch runner. But other than that, nice to see a at least a mark in the column there, the hit column for every single guy in this lineup. Hey, if, if every guy in the lineup's gonna hit on any given night, you're gonna have a lot of runs scored. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about runners in scoring position and situational hitting on this show. Um, the Sox, I believe, were one for five in that. Didn't matter because they were able to put the ball out of the ballpark consistently tonight. You're not going to see that every game. And, Johnny, we saw it um, just yesterday with St. Louis. This is not exactly what I would call a sustainable offense. Um, especially when we saw this team struggle in the early parts of the year. I can expect this team to cool off when it comes to long ball. You need to be able to also manufacture runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a huge hit. We're going to have to monitor this. But what happens to Grandal after this, after tonight? What is he dealing with? Um, they said lower back stiffness. I don't see this team able to field something as competitive as we saw tonight on paper. Um, if we have any injuries, and that just seems to be the problem with the White Sox so far this year. So many injuries have derailed things. You've got guys opting out. You've got injuries. You've got a lot to deal with. And yes, every other team is dealing with it as well. However, the team that's able to weather that storm, Johnny, is going to be the team that makes the playoffs and can get into a run. Yeah, and at least with uh, the White Sox there, um, not a major drop-off uh, from the catcher department. I know Yasmani Grandal would be in the lineup as a first baseman or a DH, even on nights that James McCann starts, but um, at least for the time being, and this is not an Elston at least yet. Um, <laughs> I hope it doesn't get to that, but they did say uh, day-to-day for Grandal, so maybe just a couple days off here in this Detroit series. Uh, we'll monitor that, uh, post any updates from uh, the Sox on tap uh, account. So um, you got any final thoughts uh, from this game before we move on to Tuesday night's preview? 
Yeah, final thoughts on this is this lineup is absolutely powerful. They can hit the long ball. They can take you deep. They can score runs at will when they are on. When they're off, and we've seen it enough this this year so far, when they're off, they're off. But tonight, they were able to take care of business. They were able to do it in a handedly fashion. 7-2 over the Tigers. you got to sweep this team. Yeah. you got to sweep this team. It would be such a huge momentum boost for this White Sox ball club to sweep Detroit right here. They fall to 9-11. They had a few games on you just a week ago. Put them down. Make it happen. Step on their throats, absolutely. Yep. Uh, my my last thought from uh, Monday night's game was uh, Edwin Encarnacion did hit a double in his last at bat. I know it was kind of down the line and maybe it would have gone foul if it was not um, hit off the glove of the Detroit left fielder, but um, I will take anything I can get from Edwin Encarnacion right now. Um, you know, at least that swing, putting that ball out there makes me feel a little bit better about his whatever hyperextended shoulder or whatever it was that he was dealing with before. So uh, let's see that average climb back up, and that'll be something that will need to be monitored closely. Um, our guy NWI Steve wrote an article uh, about Edwin Encarnacion over at ontapsportsnet.com. So you want to, uh, you know, dive a little deeper into Edwin's slow start, which is pretty usual for him. Uh, but Steve kind of breaks all the numbers down there. So that, that's my last thought. I'll take anything I can get from Edwin at this point. And, you know, Ricky's going to keep plugging him in the lineup. I believe he told that to um, uh, NBC Sports Chicago today uh, that, you know, it's a veteran, the veteran guy that they want to get rolling. And then uh, he can be an yep. integral part in, in the middle of this lineup, too. So that was my final thought um, from uh, Monday night's win. Once again, seven to two White Sox defeat the Tigers, uh, courtesy of the long ball, providing all the runs tonight. Nice to see. So uh, let's move in Tuesday night. Another seven ten start on the south side. White Sox and Tigers um, weather should be uh, pretty mild. Uh, feels like 71 at first pitch. Uh, northeast winds. 10 miles an hour, 55% humidity, uh, no UV index, uh, temperature will drop just below 70 uh, throughout the duration of the game. Wind will die down a couple miles an hour. So that's the weather. I uh, should be able to get this one in. Uh, no chance of precipitation, no colors on the radar, as our guy Tony Twista would usually say. So don't need to bring him in for this one. Uh, it'll be good. They'll get that in. No problem. No bullshit. Sevening double headers uh, if they had to make that up. So um, like I mentioned from the news bit uh, that happened earlier, um, Tariq Skubal will be the uh, starter for the Tigers in this one. He'll be going up against Dylan Cease for the White Sox. Scooble, this is going to be his MLB debut. Uh, The Tigers, you know, they have some nice pitching in their pipeline there uh, with these between Scooble and Casey Mize, who we will see on Wednesday. But Scooble, low down on him, um, 9-8, ERA, 212 strikeouts in uh, 145 innings pitch over 33 games in two minor league seasons. He is currently MLB pipeline uh, number 50 overall prospect. And uh, during spring training, that fastball is reaching up to 98. So a uh, guy throws hard. Uh, he'll be going up against Dylan Cease um, for the White Sox. Three and one, three, two, six ERA, 14 strikeouts on the year uh, for Mr. Hammer himself, Dylan Cease. So uh, what do you, what do you look forward to in this game? Hey, keep weather in the storm. Go out there and do exactly what you did today. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be six home runs again. <laughs> yeah, go hit six home runs again. If you're not going to be able to manufacture runs, hit the ball of the ballpark. We saw a lot of warning track power, Johnny, over the last few weeks. The mm-hmm. ball seems to finally be flying out of the ballpark, especially when the guys are going oppo into right field. Take advantage. Keep doing that. Keep the same approach. 
I know the White Sox traditionally struggle against guys they've never seen before, but if you're looking at the rest of the series, this is very winnable. The Sox have not been good at home. Change that narrative now. Yeah, so uh, one thing that um, I'll look for this one. Um, yeah, sure, it's it's exciting for Tigers fans. I'm sure they were at the stage where uh, we were a couple of years ago in the White Sox rebuild when you're finally seeing some of the names, uh, the you know big prospect names come up. So um, then again, though, in the shortened season with the quick ramp-up times and everything, I don't think that school will be going along, even if he does throw well. Um, I would imagine that he's capped max at like four or five innings um, in that range. I mean, fuck, we're not even seeing veterans uh, go that long. Um, And granted, you know, it's different situations for different teams, but at the same time, uh, I feel like they're not going to go and absolutely trash one of their uh, top prospects who they're going to be relying on um, carry them into the future. So um, when you get him out, uh, go and touch the bullpen like you did again today. Uh, You saw three names. Uh, two Garcias and uh, Kyle Funkhauser, who actually is a local product. Uh, my high school team played against him, but that's uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Uh, but yeah, get into the bullpen and take advantage again. Uh, like you said, hit the ball the ballpark. That's cool and tough. Um, I'd love to see that. So um, that's about it for the preview. Pick to click. Who's getting it done tomorrow night, Tone? I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. Um, I have to. I don't know why, but I'm picking Abreu. All right. Um, I am going to go with um, James McCann. He, he will be in the lineup. Uh, former team. Um, I'll just ride with that. Um, James McCann, he has been, uh, you know, hitting well in the games that he has played in. Um, so now I feel like, uh, you know, obviously they're teammates and they are going to support each other, uh, him and Grandal, but he's going to, you know, uh, he's a competitor. He's got the chance now to be the starter if Yasmani Grandal is going to be out. Um, and I think he will take advantage of it, and I think he'll make it proud tomorrow night uh, as my pick to click. So that's it, McCann. Um, you got a shout-out for the show before we close it down. Uh, I do not have a shout-out tonight. Jack. All right. Uh, my shout-out goes to Steve-O from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he tuned in to the Sunday Funday show that Buzz and I did yesterday, and he enjoyed uh, my little comment about seven-inning double-hutters, and I called it the Cardinal Clause. Uh, basically, MLB made that rule up for them uh, so they could get in all their games that they missed uh, due to their you know COVID outbreak. So um, Steve-O just shot a you know, uh, tweet out, um, said that he got a good laugh out of that. So um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, uh, love the son, sons of anarchy guys uh, always good friends good good guys to talk to at the ballpark and uh, hang out with and interact with on twitter and whatnot so uh steve-o from sons of anarchy that's my shout out here so um about ready to close this thing down uh before we do make sure you go on tapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on twitter at socks on tap and at on tap sports net if you enjoy this podcast please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen apple spotify google play stitcher doesn't matter we would just appreciate it if you do that so tony let's close this thing down the only way we know how white socks correct